Corey Strumman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Collider's Executive Director, Amanda Leitner, about co-starters at Collider, her experience as a facilitator, and how entrepreneurs can learn more about participating in the program. Let's get started. Well, hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to to be here <laughs> and not being the interviewer today. Yeah, interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about the history of the Co-Starters program and why you thought it would be a good fit for our organization and the community of entrepreneurs we're serving here? Yeah, so... Um, as an organization, Collider, we really kind of pride ourselves on listening to the needs of the community and using that as a basis to say, um, here are some gaps um, and opportunities um, that need to be filled in the community. So um, from our work, we knew that we were getting a lot of people coming in the doors who had questions about how to get their business off the ground. And Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, if you're talking to let's say 150 different people individually throughout the year on how to get their business off the ground. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of energy like spent out in one-on-one conversations and then just the follow-up with everybody. So we knew that there was some need for a more structured approach to um, help people get things off the ground and move kind of consistently forward in Mm -hmm. a more efficient way. Right. Um, so in the past we had tried doing, um, a couple different multi-week cohorts, um, based on, uh, programs that were out there that we could use, um, such as cough and fast track. Hmm. But what we found from these, at least how they were before is that it was really geared toward, um, high growth potential businesses. Sure. So a lot of tech based medical And we weren't really seeing a lot of those entrepreneurs come through the door um, that wanted to start businesses, at least through us in Collider. Mm. So um, we started looking for what else could exist in in the world that could help, um, you know, serve as some an educational base. We tried to build things ourselves. Um, That's also a huge energy expenditure. Um, And then. You know, actually, uh, Jamie, my predecessor, had come across uh, co-starters, and he kept saying, "I think we should really look into this. We should really look into this." And <laughs> when he left Collider, we finally looked into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but um, so co-starters—it's the name of an organization that's based in Tennessee. But basically, what um, they deliver is cohort-based business education that. Um, just keeps the process of starting a business simple, mm-hmm. um, doesn't use a lot of business jargon, and really it's focused on like main street businesses, not high growth potential businesses. Even though they could go through it, um, there's not a lot of business jargon and things that would kind of mm-hmm. turn people off who are trying to start, let's say, um, a 
portable mini golf <laughs> business. Sure. You know, um, so we started talking with the co-starters people. Um, co-starters actually was, had been brought to um, the community I grew up in um, called New Kensington in Pennsylvania. And um, that was a town that really, it's in Rust Belt, USA. And when all the factories left, the downtown was basically decimated. There weren't mm. any businesses for decades. Um, and I had a family member go through one of the first co-starters cohorts there. Um, and he runs a... Um, it's morphed into many different things, <laughs> but right now it's a music venue and record store. Oh, very cool. Um, in a church, I believe he's still in a church, an old church. Um, and he went through it and he said, you know, this was really great programming. You know, it's, it's, it's simple. It's things you probably might have learned earlier, but maybe not. But it just keeps the process simple and it's more for Main Street businesses and mm-hmm. We really saw that success in, in that community, and now there is a vibrant downtown there. So thought it was worth a shot of trying that here in Rochester. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are some of the key points and objectives of the program, and um, what are some of the educational steps participants can plan to go through during the program? Yeah, so we... Coastwriters is based on something called a business canvas. Sure. So... Um, for those people not familiar who are listening, it's basically like a one-page picture of how your business is going to work. Depending, there are a lot of different types of business canvas. Um, the one we use at Co-Starters has 11 key sections, but you can think of it as like a step before a business plan. Sure. So instead of taking, some people take months to sit down and research a business plan and like write this 50 page document. Mm. This is like one page and each section of the canvas has a couple key questions to ask about your business and how it's going to work. So for example, one of them is customer. So who's your customer? Um, How do they think? How do they act? How do they behave? Um, One part is problem. So what issues are your customers facing? Um, Distribution. So how is your product getting to the customer? So, um, that's the key thing we want to get through by the end of co-starters. So each week we tackle one or two bits of that. So keep it very like step by step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the end you have this picture of how you think your business is going to work. You know, it's just guesses. And then, um, you just keep refining that as you keep asking more critical questions about your business, learn by talking with customers and kind of figure out how it's going to work. Sure. And peer discussion is a big part of it too, isn't it? Peer discussion is a huge part of it. People learn more from talking with other people than anything else. So the nice part about co-starters is people go into it with 10 to 15 different entrepreneurs, um, people from the community. So really we encourage this kind of culture of critical thinking, Mm. um, asking important questions to other people, taking feedback well, (laughs) and being open to thinking about your business in different ways. Um, The most consistent feedback we've gotten from participants is that they learn so much from each other and just develop those relationships um, that they maintain moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we... Our last co-starters cohort ended in September last year. Um, we had seven graduates. Of the seven, I'd say six of them are still extremely connected. Mm-hmm. They come into Collider like once a month or more, if not more. They um, 
they recently just went out to one of the individual's businesses to help her like um do physical labor around her <laughs> business so like they are so invested in each other mm-hmm. they have like sh- i don't want to say shared employees but they have you know referrals between each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's that connected network and um entrepreneurship super lonely right yeah <laughs> there are not many people who build businesses and it's just a totally different mindset so one of the biggest values is breaking down those barriers, connecting with other people who are doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's really a long-term relationship you're developing with these people. That's super cool. Well, I'm aware of you kind of like leading the charge of facilitating co-starters here. What is the process of becoming a facilitator like? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a pretty extensive process. So we do have to go through um, training both at the community level and at the individual level. So um, when we brought co-starters here in 2022, um, we had a three-day training process. Um, Mm -hmm. They used to do this in person where you could fly to Tennessee, but with COVID, that kind of has ended. Although it would be cool. I've heard (laughs) the the founder of co-starters, he runs like... I. This is probably wrong, but has some kind of like treehouse Airbnb oh, business. Cool. <laughs> so like I had met him previously through like work with uh, Coffin Foundation and had learned about these treehouses <laughs> or something along those lines. Um, but anyway, so it is an extensive now that we've gone through community training two-day process where um, really all the facilitators take a lot of time to understand why co-starters is delivered the way it's delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it, it's it's not lecture-based. Right. You know, people going in thinking, I'm going to sit for three hours every Tuesday and listen to someone talk, that is not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as facilitators, we go through training, we get some materials, um, not very much more than the participants get, and really uh, learning how to just... Um, keep a conversation going, um, mm-hmm. make sure critical questions are asked of everybody, um, and just knowing enough to like be dangerous, you know, just yeah, like right. know enough the basics that you can keep the conversation going. But um, yeah, the training was a pretty extensive process. We were actually supposed to do, I think, like two hours each year of Ooh, continuing ed, sure. which is mainly evolved around just like... Um, what would you call it? Like um, roundtable discussions online mm-hmm. that I go mm-hmm. to a couple times a year and maybe like once or twice just to hear what's working in other communities. But mm-hmm. it is an extensive process. We do go through, everyone goes through training. I believe right now we have five trained facilitators in Rochester, including three of our past graduates. And I think that's really beneficial because everyone has a different perspective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's nice that you can hear from other people and sometimes you relate to them a little better. But I think that was a great point that you brought up before that I did not say is that co-starters is more facilitation based. So you, you know, we have materials, but it's more, these are the key concepts. Now let's talk about Mm -hmm. how this relates to your business. What I really like about co-starters is during the process, we take the time during the sessions to like work on your business. Mm -hmm. I know it's like super tough. Most people who come in have a full-time job. Now we're expecting them to come in, spend three hours, let's say four or five by the time you've come in early, you've talked to everybody, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
having you talk to customers during the week, but we're not expecting you to do like hours and hours of work outside of the session. We're going to work on it while you're there. That's super helpful, I'm sure, for participants. Well, in the past two years of co-starters facilitation at Collider, how many individuals have graduated from the program and what successes have you noticed in the businesses afterward? Yeah. So we've had a very eclectic group of people going (laughs) through the co-starters cohorts, which I think is awesome, Um, including we have had healthcare businesses, um, brick and mortar, retail, food. Um, To date, we've had 28 people graduate. Um, 25 of those individuals are still in business or still actively working on their idea, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the more advanced companies have um, raised money so far. Um, So it's just been like a huge mix of um, people going through, which I think is really, really helpful. Mm. Um, Like I said, we have three people coming back who graduated to facilitate, which I think is one of the biggest success stories of this Mm -hmm. program. Yeah, what a huge testament to the importance of the program if they're like, I need to teach other entrepreneurs how to use this. Right, they liked it so much. You know, they're our our biggest recruiters for the program. Um, They, uh, out of our first cohort where we had seven graduates, I'd say at least six of them are still highly, highly involved in what we do here um, on a monthly basis here at Collider. So they're all very, very involved, um, in the community. They've all given back in some way, which Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, we're really building a culture of this is what it means to be part of the community and to Mm -hmm. contribute and help people coming up behind you, which I think is one of the biggest unintentional things that we've seen happen through Mm -hmm. this program. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, if someone feels that co-starters might be a good fit for them, what's the best way for them to learn more, register, and get involved? Yeah, I would say they can always um, reach out to us at Collider. Um, you can send us a, a message on social media but or just email us at hello at collider.mn. Um, if you want to learn more, um, there's a pretty extensive list of things mm-hmm. on the website that you mm-hmm. will learn in co-starters. I would say you know, reach out to one of the past participants if you do know them. I will say that I think um, co-starters is a good fit for like a variety of different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, if you are starting a business from scratch, you have multiple ideas, you're like, which one of these are good? This program is perfect for you. Um, if you're launching a new product or service, really good um, to go through and think through your new product or service. Um, what problem it's going to solve, how you're going to finance, like building that mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are taking over a pre-existing business and don't have business experience, sure. <laughs> it's good to take the time to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, nonprofit executive directors, again, at this early stage, you're still, you know, you have to make sure the nonprofit you're building is solving a need. Mm-hmm. This is a great resource, um, I'd say as well, for people within organizations that are looking to bring forward an idea, looking to start a new program, a new initiative, it would also be helpful because again, you have to, you have to think about entrepreneurship has so many different like, um, ways it can be applied other than starting a business, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Any, any initiative, any program, if you view that as like a product or service, 
it has to fill a need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to have a clear customer and there has to be a way to financially keep it going. Right. So even if that's within like a Mayo Clinic or a Think Bank or an IBM or something like that, um, or, you know, we had the Leadership Greater Rochester um, initiative here a few weeks ago. Like these people are building things within the community you know, how do you do that in a way that you know that you are going to fulfill a real need? This is a great way to explore that. Yeah, that's super cool that it's applicable across a really wide range um, of things. Well, for you personally, what has been a key thing you've learned from being a co-starters facilitator and what do you find most rewarding about it? Yeah, I think it goes back to um, the personal connections to Mm -hmm. people. It wasn't this kind of culture of, of giving back wasn't something we really had anticipated happening (laughs) with the co-starters. It just kind of happened. And, um, they've been not only some of the greatest advocates of co-starters, but as collider as a whole. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, sometimes when you're doing this work, it gets, it gets really hard at times. You know, you sometimes we're so far from the impact of, you know, these people starting businesses and, you know, being financially stable in what they're building, that it's hard to see that impact. But, um, you know, when people tell you things like, you know, you, your organization brought, you made me part of what you were doing. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like transactional, you know, we brought them in and made them part of something bigger than themselves. Um, you know, that wasn't something I ever expected to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think it just makes you realize how much people, do want to help and how much mm-hmm. like seemingly small things are appreciated. But I've just loved that like people want to come back and they want to, you know, do this, give of their time in the community to be facilitators, to go through this like extensive training, mm-hmm. <laughs> to give a Tuesday night, um, to come in and, and talk to other entrepreneurs. So to me, that's been one of the most valuable things is just seeing those um, people continue to interact with each other, help each other, um, and just be so invested in what everyone else is doing. I think that small business ownership, like it can get super competitive, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. we've I've seen like the complete opposite in these cohorts yeah. of like people just really being invested in helping each other, being open and honest and talking about what's going on, not only with their business, but in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a lot of vulnerability. And I think that's something that it's really hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just something about this is such a hard thing to do that when you open, when you allow yourself to open up to people in that way, um, it's really kind of, a really cool thing and a really unique experience that doesn't really happen very mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing more about <laughs> co-starters and also for putting so much work into helping a really great program happen here. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to Amanda for telling us more about co-starters. For anyone interested in participating, our next co-starters cohort launches in January of 2024. 
you can find a link to more information and registration in our show notes. If you are interested in supporting co-starters at Collider, you can also find a donation link in our show notes. Each donation helps keep this program low cost for participants and empowers the dreams of our local entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. We're so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.